and fashion. We rattled off the usual suspects. Diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, advanced age, smoking, and high cholesterol. When it was my turn again, Dr. Wilson indicated that there was one important risk factor we had yet to mention. He looked at me with a worried frown. Come on, his look said. For you of all people, this should be easy. I sighed. I'd hoped it wouldn't come to this, but, as I was quickly learning, it always did. Race, I said, looking down at my dark hand against my pristine white coat. Our patient is black. Exactly, Dr. Wilson responded, as if I'd now earned a top score on my exam. Some would say that this is the most important variable of all. He rattled off damning statistics about race and stroke. The risk is twice as high for blacks compared to whites for those over 65, and in younger groups, such as with our patient here, the ratio is more like 3 to 1 or even 4 to 1. I'd seen the impact of stroke on both sides of my family. When I was 14, my dad's brother, who would often drive five hours each way on a Saturday to visit us for a few hours, died within days of collapsing at his home putting an abrupt end to his unexpected and always enthusiastic visits that I so enjoyed. A few years later, my maternal grandmother, Grandma Flossie, developed dementia from a series of minor strokes that slowly stole her mind, and eventually her body. Like Jim, both had high blood pressure. Our patient's other major risk factor is hypertension, Dr. Wilson continued. This also is much more prevalent in blacks, nearly twice as common. No matter how you slice it, race is a very big deal when it comes to stroke. Dr. Wilson had hammered home something I would learn time and again, both at Duke and beyond. Being black can be bad for your health. Of all the forms of inequality... Martin Luther King Jr. told a gathering of the Medical Committee for Human Rights in 1966, Injustice in health is the most shocking and the most inhumane. At the time of his remarks, the United States had begun to take several formal steps to end its century-long practice of state-sponsored segregation that had followed the end of slavery. In medicine, this meant that black people could begin to receive treatment side by side with whites, rather than being relegated to separate and unequal facilities or sectioned off in run-down areas of white hospitals. Such practices had undoubtedly contributed to their poorer health, especially in the deep south of Dr. King's time, where black people on average had a life expectancy nearly nine years less than whites. While the civil rights movement ultimately stirred remarkable racial progress in various areas of American life, many of King's concerns about health and health care remain valid to this day. From cradle to grave, these health differences, often called health disparities, are found virtually anywhere one might choose to look, whether it is premature birth, infant mortality, homicide, childhood obesity, or HIV infection, black children and young adults disproportionately bear the brunt of these medical and social ills. By middle age, heart disease, diabetes, stroke, kidney failure, and cancer have a suffocating grip on the health of black people and maintain this stranglehold on them well into their senior years. Thus, it is no surprise 
that the life expectancy among black people, despite real progress over the last 25 years, still significantly lags behind whites. In suffering a crippling stroke at age 39, Jim had become another casualty of inequality, a fresh case that Dr. Wilson could use to illustrate the health burden of being black. Three decades after Dr. King's 1966 remarks, I entered Duke University School of Medicine as one of a half-dozen black students on scholarship. With the scholarships, Duke sought to cast aside its history of racial exclusion and become a national leader in producing a new generation of black physicians who could change the face of medicine. My goal as I headed for Durham was much less ambitious and civic-minded. I simply wanted to make my parents proud of me and set myself up to earn a good living. Race-based concerns ranked low on my list of priorities.